Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Digna. Welcome to Relationships. We're a couple having a few. Good afternoon. Today is Mother's Day, and I do have my lovely co-host, who happens to be a mother to my son. Hey! (laughs) And we are enjoying some Mother's Day kind of peace and quiet. We're not really doing anything crazy. We're not really going anywhere. We're just hanging around the homestead. And I tried to make it my my husbandly duty. <laughs> duty. Nah. To go ahead and get the day started right. So the first thing I did this morning is I, before she got up, I put some magic in her coffee Mm, peanut butter magic yes so i grabbed some screwball poured it in there and added the cream and then once she woke up i hit the start button on our little espresso machine and bada bing it was muy delicioso si also a little bit strong (laughs) that's the problem there was like a little bit more than like the required amount in there but not enough to like make a second one so i figured just all in so Got I, some fancy, fancy coffee. Yep. So I started it with that, and then I made her a, a Bloody Mary in a Fat Drum cup. So uh, that's a shout out to Fat Drum Brewing. And I decided that it was so good, or she decided that it was so good that she drank most of it. And she went over to her grandma's house, which is just kind of a stone's throw away, just say Happy Mother's Day and all that kind of stuff. And I went ahead and secretly made her another one. And I put <laughs> came back to a nice full glass with some scrimpies around. Oh, yeah, the put edge. shrimp in it. If you've never had shrimp with a Bloody Mary, I highly recommend it. It's almost it's almost like the brunch version of cookies and milk, where you can just dip <laughs> you dip your shrimp into like a savory flavor, like a soup. soup. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's pretty good. And and so we ended up walking some Bailey's espresso over to Grandma, since that's her new favorite coffee addition, and uh, said good morning and happy Mother's Day to her. And that's why we have some peace and quiet, because the reason I'm a mother is now hanging out with my grandmother. Yes. So our <laughs> our reason for Mother's Day and Father's Day is hanging out with his grandmother. His great-grandmother. His great-grandmother. Sorry. Yes. So probably watching some Hot Wheels videos oh, yeah. or something Yeah, he had the remote like in his hand before I walked out. <laughs> he stared me in the eye and turned the television on and said, bye, you can go now. <laughs> and I am sipping on a beer. Just And it's actually, I haven't even had anything to drink. I've been just making everything. Oh, yeah. I also forgot. I made breakfast. Um, oh, I thought you were going to talk about your fancy yeah, fancy omelet. So I've never successfully made an omelet. I don't know what it was. Maybe I've had the wrong pan, spatula combo. I don't know. But today, my omelet game was on point. On point. Well, what we did is, you know, you want to put butter or grease the pan ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So we had a pork shoulder the other day, and we had some leftover meat chunks. So I put the, uh, put some of the, just the fat in the pan and let it heat up and kind of melt its deliciousness into the pan. And pork fat is what I use today to. This grease breakfast up the pan. sponsored by pork fat. <laughs> <laughs> it go, was delicious. Go hug your your uh, nearest pork farmer, and uh, so I I got the pan all greasy, took the pork piece of pork out, and then I made the eggs, and then I put in some 
um, mozzarella and Ooh, some, banana peppers. Some ham. If you've never banana had peppers. banana peppers in an omelet, you should. And then after I made it, I sprinkled on top like the the fancy Parmesan cheese, not like the the powder stuff that looks like comet in the green comet like can and smells like feet. Yeah, well, this one definitely definitely has that great foot smell. But yes, but it's freshly grated foot. Yeah, that is a grated foot right there. And it was so yeah, I made I made her that one, and then I made Desmond a one egg omelet, and it was in the pan I had because the pan wasn't like a teeny tiny pan; it was a pretty big size pan. This thing was like paper thin; you could almost see through it. it was, she made the clip. It was it was like single ply toilet paper <laughs> is what I made this thing, and it didn't break. It it ended up, and I, and I didn't even do like the half fold where you end up with like a like a half moon. I made the tri fold like burrito style. Oh, yeah. so it was fancy. So I'm pretty proud. And then I, for the heck of it, I said, you know what? I'm probably going to mess up mine. Now that I've done these two, they came out pretty good. Mine's going to be the one. And I still made one for myself and it ended up just as good. So maybe I'm... Now that's all we'll ever eat is omelets because he is that proud of himself. I am now an omeletician. You're an omeleteur. Omeletician. (laughs) Is that some more scientific? Yeah. The technician for omelets. So I now am drinking Life in the Clouds Double Dry Hopped IPA. Uh, that's from the Collective Arts Brewing. I know I've been trying to drink local, but... They have some really cool art on their cans. I mean, hence the Collective Art Brewing. And they're really fun to look at. I mean, I bought one, I think for one of your drinking and driving episodes, and it was like space-themed. Yeah. Every- and it had these really cool, like... Aliens and... Yeah, but like what cool like what era? Like 70s almost? like. Um, one of them looked like a David Bowie-like dream scape or something it was like it was really neat but yeah collective arts brewing where um, are they from i don't actually know i i want to say let's see da, 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 da. i don't know uh, Mil- uh wanakee wisconsin and wisconsin so yeah and i Wisconsinian? got it what is someone from wisconsin called cheese head <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the official term but okay <laughs> yeah but i got this at lucky's before it closed they they were closing down and they always had a really that's good a lucky's find of, yeah that was a lucky oh find. that one's been around for a minute so yeah proud of you for having it around that i i have kept some some of that lucky's going out of business beer for a while and i figured it was time to bring it out so this is beer that i had pre the covid apocalypse and I decided to bring it out. The Covopolis. What is New England style? Because that's, that's the style he's drinking right now. It says New England style. Hops. Simcoe? Simcoe's a type mosaic? of hop. Oh. Mosaic's a type of hop. Hmm, interesting. But yeah, I don't know specifically what makes these. Uh, you know, actually, my co-host for the other one, David Tartaro. Yeah, Dave, answer that question. What's yeah. a New England style? Exactly what makes it New England or, you know what, I'll, I'll reach out to some real experts. Um, I'll reach out to Will Brandt over at Beachfly or maybe Todd Furbeck over at Helen Blazes. This way I can tag you guys in this in this uh, podcast and all that stuff too. So we'll reach out to you guys. You tell us what is a New England style IPA versus a regular style IPA. Is it is it somehow less hoppy? Is it cloudier? Is it... Because I know this one is it unfiltered. Does say unfiltered. So no filter, just like sometimes my mouth after I've had too many, <laughs> <laughs> too many to drink. Why you 
know. So with Mother's Day, we just kind of want to know what you guys are doing for Mother's Day. And we are recording this on Mother's Day. It's just afternoon. So it is 1226 at this Don't moment. Don't you judge my drinking. It's Mother's Day. Exactly. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not drinking. It's celebrating Mother's Day. It's day drinking. No, it's just celebration. Uh, but, and true, we are true. going to release it before midnight. So this will be released on Mother's Day. So as soon as we're done recording this. I get to have such a good time of listening to everything we just said. Because we're so witty. And getting rid of all of the ums and whatever kind of stuttering that I inevitably do in any episode. And try to make it sound a little bit more normal and less... Or I guess less normal, really. Because normal for me would be incomplete sentences and things like that. But I, he does not like to finish thoughts and then expects you to know what Well, I have what seven thoughts. I'll have seven thoughts at a time and <laughs> they all come out of the mouth at the same time. They're, they're like fighting for entrance into the world. Speaking of entrance into the world, Desmond, Mother's Day. No, I was just thinking about our, well, kind of my first Mother's Day-ish. We were just getting memories on Facebook from six years ago when we were in Chicago. And that was, I was pregnant, um, probably four or five months pregnant at that point. And I remember we went to Chicago to watch a CrossFit regionals competition, which if you don't know what that is, it doesn't matter. But if you do, it was super awesome to go see two women from our gym. And, um, you know, we're going to throw it out there. Kelly Jackson. I'm going to tag you in this one too. So at Kelly Jackson, at Kelly Jackson. Yes. So we, uh, we went and saw her go kick some butt and I guess Kelly Jackson Essig or yeah. Kelly Essig, or however you... However... Yeah, I don't know the proper nomenclature. Don't yell at me, Kelly. Uh, but we saw her go kick butt at regionals, and then go, and then we watched her even further along mm-hmm. in your pregnancy. So you were... Oh, yeah. yeah. I was still pregnant. Oh, we, yeah, year. we watched her the same exact year, like <laughs> yep. a couple months later, so in July. And we saw her go... California. Yeah, down in Southern California, go... Be badass. Compete on that stage. So, yeah, that was pretty awesome. For, I guess that would be your pre-mother first Mother's Day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like unofficial first Mother's Day because I was not yet officially a mother. He was still uh, cooking, but yeah. you know the the meal wasn't ready. He was no, still no. cooking. So the- yeah, we've had quite a few fun Mother's Day since then. I remember one Mother's Day. It was um, very jacuzzi based, where it was like sangria all day, all day, all day, and Mom and I were just hanging out in the jacuzzi and. We had all kinds of fancy brunch foods and sangria and just sun and fun. And I think that actually might have been my first Mother's Day because I'm pretty sure Des was still a baby. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And, and we it was were in just, the old house. Mm-hmm, so yeah. And we were hanging out in the jacuzzi and we had sangria all day. So I make it a point to keep the the mothers in my life well uh, fed and, and... I mean, sedated is kind of a negative word, but... Sedated. Sedated. <laughs> I mean, you know, just have a little, just a little escape, a little oasis at home. So yeah, I make make breakfast and try to make some fancy stuff. And I also, I do the cooking and the cleaning. So Indeed. Yeah. It does all those things. Washing of the laundry, the folding. Uh, I, I can't say the ironing because I, I wear t-shirts and they don't need to be ironed. But you know. Other Darn than- my socks, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> darn my flip-flops darn you flip-flops i mean uh, if there is a way to darn flip-flops i mean the bottom of those flip-flops i have right now they do have a lot of good tread but they are you said those were not going to leave the beach oh yeah well they're not going to leave today then <laughs> i had to wear something back they're from not the going to make it back 
I wasn't going to put on shoes and socks just so I could throw those out at the beach. So, but yeah, those, those flip flops are not even that old, but they, yeah, what happened? Hard living. (laughs) (laughs) Hard living ain't easy. (laughs) I think just by the term of hard living. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll make sure to get this episode up before midnight and, but this will count as this week's episode. And the one we recorded the other day, we'll just kind of do the old swapperoo. So, oh, I wanted to mention that Joe got me this really pretty set of a necklace and earrings. And they're, what were they, topaz? Topaz. Topaz. Beautiful blue earrings and a necklace. And he's not normally a big jewelry guy. And I'm not normally a big jewelry person. But they're so very pretty because they're they're matchy-matchy with the garden. And now that we've got everything kind of blooming and being beautiful, it's perfect. And wasn't it last Mother's Day that you got me the butterfly jewelry or was that my birthday i don't remember so yeah i that tried to might have been my birthday i tried to with jewelry i know some people are just like that's kind of the punt the ball and hey here's a piece of yeah jewelry. he's not he's not normally a jewelry person and i'm not like i must have all the shiny things yeah, so but when he does get it it's like perfect she's like my precious <laughs> she gives us the precious <laughs> but yeah so she uh, she's been um diggy green thumb for a while and, uh, you know, we have some milkweed, which uh, attracts the monarch butterflies. It's so fun to watch. Yeah, it's really cool. So there was actually a a place, and I, I don't have the card any longer. Right? It's probably Pretty sure it was in way. Utah. Yeah. But so, so this place, what they do is they have like a butterfly farm specifically to kind of help boost the population. So in the wild, the monarch butterfly population, a small percentage make it to adulthood. And like most other natural yeah, yeah, exactly. processes. So they boast a very high percentage of um, survivability with the way they do it. So, But the ones inevitably... There's still a percentage that isn't going to make it. And inevitably, you know, animals pass away. That's just kind of the way it works. And if you don't know that, then <laughs> maybe you're too young to be listening to the show if you Go don't know that. back to biology, kid. Yes. So they actually take these wings and the wings from the ones that have died of natural causes. So they don't like slaughter them or anything but the, the ones that <laughs> oh you mean like my piece of uh, yeah <laughs> we'll go back um, to that later but yeah the uh the ones that they you know they die of natural causes or whatever causes and they take the wings and put them in i guess in some sort of a like an epoxy an epoxy yeah mm-hmm. they put them there and they make earrings out of them they're so pretty so and of course the part of the when you buy them that goes towards the preservation the of, and- of the butterflies and all that stuff so it is kind of a good cause if we find it, you know, we can put a, a, a little... Yeah, we'll put a picture of the card. picture or, or a well, post actually, or whatever. We'll tag them. We'll tag them. There you go. Tag them and bag them. No, that's... <laughs> no, but they, they really are some very gorgeous set of earrings. They are, you know, the full length of a butterfly wing. And they're they're so pretty. I don't wear them all that often just because they're like extra fancy. But I love them. I got that. And I also got a necklace that is a chrysalis, which is also very pretty. And if you've never seen a monarch butterfly chrysalis, you should Google it because it's a gorgeous color. And it's got well, these. Well, this one's not a real chrysalis. Yeah, no, there is not a live chrysalis on my neck because that would be weird and by but, this point deteriorated. But, yeah, <laughs> but it's something that's modeled to look like right. the the butterfly chrysalis. So she got. So I got her the the chrysalis and I got her the earrings to go with it. And like I said, we have milkweed, which is pretty much exclusively where mm-hmm. a monarch butterfly lives. Lays its pretty eggs. Pretty much lays its and, eggs. The the yeah. babies eat the the leaves. They drink the nectar. Like everything happens there. Yeah, so the milkweed and the monarch butterfly are 
Amigos for sure. And yeah, so I got her that. I don't know if it was Mother's Day last year, but it was just. I remember. It might have been my birthday. Either way, I love it. But it was it was something just to go for jewelry. There was a reason behind it. And then this one, these were like pretty flowers. And since she's been gardening, and we've got all of these, we don't we don't have just flowers. We have a lot of cool stuff. We've got the a lot of edible herbs. Mm, and, yeah, we've got a lot of edible herbs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> th- I think the thing we grow the best is the uh, those the green onions. Those green onions are ridiculous. They, they look like they're they look better than our Saint Augustine grass. Th- they honestly look like giant stalks of grass. I mean, they. It, I don't it, think green onions are supposed to be that huge, but they are in a barrel that is fed by compost and worm excretions. So it's doing really well. Poop. Yeah, if you don't know what warm excretions are, I'm talking about worm poop. And that's if you don't know anything about farming, which I know very little. But the little that I know is that worm poop is very good for our plants and for our food. highly nutritious. It's just basically their poop is broken down other food. Yes. We we take our our scraps and we have this barrel that's purpose-built for that. And in the middle, we've got this pipe that is full of... Yeah, any, any food vegetables leftovers. and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, cuttings. So, and then we've inadvertently ended up with tomato plant. Yeah, we have that. this big tomato plant actually that's doing beautifully right now. And it's going to start popping out some tomatoes. And I don't know where it came from. Apparently, at some point, we put some tomato cuttings in the compost. And here it comes. <laughs> there you go. So that's that's kind of one of those fortunate accidents. I mean, I... Where they, they call them um, volunteers. The seeds that come from compost, the volunteers. Oh, nice. I like it. Yeah, so we're we're little farmers in our little itty bitty and we've thing. Got peppers and oregano and basil my and favorite, carrots. My and favorite black plant beans. Is the pitcher plant though. Oh yeah. I'm looking at it That's right now. It's a wild one. The pitcher plant is really cool and you should look it up. It is a carnivorous plant the way a Venus flytrap is. And uh, what they do is they have these things they look like actual pitchers. With a lid. Yeah, with a lid, and there's some water in there, just like when it rains, it goes in there and all that. But there's like a, a they an make nectar, some yeah, like yeah. some sweet nectar, it produces that. And what happens is flies and other animals that like sugars, they will go into the pitcher and die and drown. They die. They drown in there and they decompose and help feed the plant. Which feeds the plant, exactly. So they're kind of like having. An organic bug zapper? I don't, I don't know. A very slow-moving organic Extremely bug inefficient compared to the old <laughs> bug zapper. but Or even uh, fly swatter. And the cool thing about it is they really, really, really enjoy water. So you don't really have to worry about overwatering them. You can underwater for sure, these this particular plant, but they... Don't but that was all a learning mind. process. We didn't know that. We were underwatering it, and it was starting to die. And, and now it is. It is super flourishing. Sad, but it is happy. It is. I mean... We took it from the original pot and put it in this bigger pot, and I, I feel like we need to somehow get a bigger pot we for do. it. But I don't even see how we could, because it's one of those almost like a vine type thing where it like needs to be in like a hanging. No, it's hanging. It would have to probably be in a really big pot and sit could on you, a small table. Like you can't put it on the ground, right? Is that? I don't think so. maybe, but I would I would put it on a relatively small circumference but tall table. Yes. Anyway, if you can't tell, we really like our garden and our plants, and we have lots of stuff like bursting to at the seams outside. And I feel like this, it's fun. This could have been an episode where we talked about our plants, and we will. But this is what happens when you become a mother, and partying is no longer your gig, and you start having a lot of fun, literally watching the grass grow. 
<laughs> but it's grass that you planted and you can eat it and it's fun. Yes, we definitely enjoy that. And even though this is a special Mother's Day episode, I would be remiss remiss in my duties if I did not go with the old pod decks. So let's see. Oh my gosh, we got we've got more that we have done now. It looks like really, really. No, these are the ones. Oh, let's see. Uh, Okay, yeah. Sorry, I am wrong. But here's what we got. Poddex.com. All right. So the next card is you know it's Mother's Day. Here you go. Who is your favorite hero of fiction? My favorite hero of fiction. So are we talking like comic book hero? I mean, or? that's that's where your mind naturally goes, but it doesn't have to be. It could be Gulliver for all I know. Hmm. I mean, Gulliver's travels, he just what? Traveled. Was big and little. Yeah, but he traveled. I mean, that's kind of a hero. I want to travel. As a kid, I was like Tom Sawyer. There was a television program, like a, a an animated thing with Tom Sawyer. And it wasn't necessarily based directly on the books, but I always thought it would be cool to go up and down the Mississippi River and, you know, walk around barefoot and con somebody else into painting the fence for me and all. (laughs) Did that happen in Tom Sawyer? I thought that was a Obviously. Paint the fence. (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Miyagi definitely was. I mean, he said it was karate, but it's like, uh, yeah. So you just want me to do your chores. Weed flower bed. (laughs) Pick up dog poop. Wash my laundry. <laughs> Scrub <laughs> underwear. <laughs> but yeah, I, I always thought as a kid, it would have been Tom Sawyer. Um, if we're going with the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm going to have to go just because I really like Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. Um, he's the kind of the, a good one. he's the anti-hero, but he's, you know, smart alecky and all that kind of stuff. So I would definitely say for comics and stuff like that, Deadpool is kind of a favorite right there. Deadpool is definitely a good comic book hero. I'm, I'm actually trying to Google right now who at what, at what point in my life I thought, man, I want to be her and I can't think of the show. So we're going to have to go through this whole thing. Speak at me. It's on Nickelodeon. She. Alex Max. I thought about that woman. But no. um, she's sort of an adult actress now, but she was the one where like her friend came through the window and they... Clarissa explains it all. That's the one. I don't even know why I thought she was awesome, but I thought she was awesome. What's her name? The actress? Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. That's the one. That is the one. So if I'm thinking of like, she's TV... She's the one. If I'm, if I'm thinking of TV and, and characters that I, I guess looked up to, I don't know why I would because I honestly can't even like... Think of an episode or a reason why I thought she was awesome, but I thought she was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess a Was hero? it as Clarissa or as no, Sabrina as the Teenage Witch? No, no. I mean, I, I watched that too, but I liked her as Clarissa. Or was it as Melissa and Joey? That's all I know that she's been in. She was an adult in that one, right? Yeah, it was her and Joey Lawrence. Oh, yeah. No. Whoa. <laughs> I guess that'd be about it. But yeah, I mean, Dead, Deadpool's funny. I guess anybody from that that world, that comic book world, would be kind of a hero because you can kind of be a bad guy, but still have superpowers. Mm, there you go, and not even have to be a villain. You're just exactly kinda... you're the anti-hero. So the kind of going back to this, your 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 favorite hero of fiction. Let's just go to as a child or young teen, tween, whatever. 
which, by the way, tween, I never heard of that until I was an adult. It, it was always thing. preteen. That's yeah, all I knew. It wasn't a thing. But what was the, a maybe a collection of books or something that you liked to, to read? So, like, I know, like, for me personally, I used to read Hardy Boys books. And I used to read a lot of Nancy Drew. Were you, did you read Babysitter's Club? Um, I have read some, but I didn't read all of them. I did watch the movie, though. I will say, if I had a hero in my life at that tween age, I was like, I want to be those girls in that movie. Oh, you know who would be a fictional hero? I, I thought about it earlier, and I forgot. Maybe not a hero, but who I thought was super cool, and that's who I was like, if I had to live a fictional life, that would be it. The kid from um, The Indian in the Cupboard. Don't remember his name at all. I just remember thinking that would be awesome to be able to put the key in the lock and there's a little character and I get to enter that world and all that stuff. But I don't, I don't, as an adult, I'm not like huge into fictional stories or I don't listen to like reality stuff necessarily, but the novels that I read are, I guess, based on reality in some aspects. So I can't, that's, I guess that's why I'm having a hard time thinking of a fictional hero, but as a kid, yeah, I was thinking Indian in the cupboard because it just seems so, so out there and so wild that it, it seemed pretty cool. But yes, books as a kid, big Nancy Drew fan, which isn't surprising because now I read a lot of murder mysteries. So Nancy Drew grew up and she was searching for murderers. <laughs> Murder. Murderers. Nancy Drew, the adult years. Do you think she grew up to be Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote? <laughs> Nancy, no. Nancy Drew, as she got older. And, Went and, back in time. No, although Nancy Drew is probably written. Yeah. 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 Way she, earlier. She grew up. And after she grew up, she lived a normal life. And then after her kids grew up and moved out of the house, she decided to get back <laughs> into solving mysteries and used the pseudonym of Jessica Fletcher, which yeah. is Angela Lansbury's character, and Murder, She Wrote, is really Nancy Drew. What's There's another show that I'm having a hard time remembering. It was more like a Nick at Night show, and she lived in New York, and she she was just silly, but she was a journalist, and she would like throw her hat up in the air. She used to wear like the little French um, hat that we wore in the Army. The beret? Yes. Ooh, started with an M. Mary Tyler Moore? Yes. So if I'm looking at a more realistic character who I thought she's cool. I want to be like her. I thought Mary Tyler Moore was awesome because she was funny and she still got to do like the cool job that she did, which wasn't like a superhero, but it was still pretty neat. She was just a mundane hero. Yeah. She was just kind of doing everything on her own, but she was still funny and witty and silly, but still got the job done. All right. So I know we went uh, a little bit off the rails <laughs> with our superheroes and our hey, mundane Hey, superheroes. Heroes. Exact. Well, Mary Tyler Moore is a superhero, isn't she? Or no, that's Patty Duke. I don't know. I thought she was Sean Astin's mom, but I think that's Patty Duke. So never mind. All right, guys. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. So with a, a joke that Kevin Nealon said many, many, many years ago on SNL, he said, Happy Mother's Day. And especially to you, Shaft, because you're the baddest mother of all. Take it easy. Bye. This has been a Getting to Know Bruce presentation. Music provided by PurplePlanet.com.
That's purple-planet.com.